This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Orange Geo coming alive for the Bill Ford Top Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer, of course, off the rest of the week. Jerry Recco now on his way to Minneapolis. He's going to go call a game and then come back and be here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So flying out to the Midwest and flying back. So we're going to have a very tired but very excited for the weekend. Jerry Recco tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. We got a couple of these John Morant phone calls with the news and the Washington Post story that we will get to this segment. But the one thing that I sort of saved for when Jerry was... Not going to be here for this 9 o'clock hour. And I talked a little bit about it with CeeLo earlier. Is Some of this hyperbole that's going on with this Knicks team just needs to stop. You need to chill just a little bit. Now, I've been waiting for the Knicks to be good forever. And I got fired up a couple years ago when they had gotten the four seed and Julius Randle were chanting MVP for him. They go into that Hawks series. I remember going on a podcast with John Schmelk. And saying, the Knicks are going to win. The Knicks might sweep the Hawks, but they're going to win in five probably. And I was all in, and I loved it, and that team was great. And they played defense, and those guys, I mean, from, you know, I was in love with Reggie Bullock. And I'm into it. And then the Knicks teams with Carmelo, I didn't really feel like they had a shot because of LeBron teams. But anytime the Knicks are going, I'm all in. So I'm all in now, too. But I think because we've been so starved for them to be good that we're now taking it to another level. And when I say we, I'm saying Knicks fans as a whole. And I'm not saying don't be excited. Of course be excited. This is great. This is fun. Jalen Brunson is awesome. Watching these games now feels like fun for the first time in a very long time. But when I'm hearing stuff like Tom Thibodeau saying that the 90s Knicks and Patrick Ewing and Jalen Brunson in the same breath, I mean, that's just, it's insanity. It's total insanity. And Jerry did it before, and I understand what he was saying. But he goes, the best free agent signing the Knicks have ever had in Jalen Brunson? We're talking about a little over a half a season. Now, he has been spectacular. But you can't tell me it's the best free agent signing the Knicks have ever had when he's played half a season. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with him the rest of his career here. I hope he gets better. I hope he wins a playoff series. But it's because we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. When you get a taste of something positive, you end up taking it too far. So let's stop taking it too far and just take this team for what it is right now, which is one that's on a winning streak, one that's playing great basketball, one that is healthy, giving you a tremendous effort. But it's not the 90s Knicks. This isn't Patrick Ewing's team. This is not a team that you believe could actually win a title, which you did believe With the 90s Knicks, even though they ran into Jordan, even though they ran into the Houston Rockets in 94 and didn't get it done, you believed when that team was on the court that they would win every single game. Got a long way to go with this team. A really long way to go. And if I am saying that, someone who's been as thirsty and as starved and as hungry for the Knicks to be good as just about anybody, it's because I don't want to be let down. I think part of the reason was, too, was the way I felt going into that playoff series a couple years ago. I mean, I was so convinced that they were going to win that series. They got their asses kicked. And I was saying the same stuff then that I was saying now about the team. Get to the four or five seed, avoid the play-in tournament, win that first round, and then get to the second round, play a competitive second round. That's what I've been talking about this entire time with this team, too. So let's see them take that next step. Let's see them beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because... I can see the scenario now where Donovan Mitchell, who was the guy that everybody wanted, and I wanted more than anybody. I saw his dad at at an Islander game, and I was basically crying to him 
in the in the UBS arena talking about how his son needed to be a New York Nick and it didn't happen and he thought it was going to happen and how disappointing it was. And Donovan Mitchell's dad works for the New York Mets. That's why he's around here. I think people know that already. But you could end up losing if it's, if it's Cavs-Knicks in the first round. You could end up losing to Donovan Mitchell in the first round. And then what? Then how do you feel about the team? So if you end up beating him, that's a great story. If you end up losing to him, that's a horrendous story. Because you should have had him. You should have been there. You should be here. So things are improving. Think they're playing defense better than most teams in the NBA. Mitchell Robinson being healthy has been absolutely spectacular. The addition of Josh Hart and what he brings has been great. I've got no issues with this team right now. The issues that I have are comparing them to the 90s Knicks and saying that Jalen Brunson in a half a season is the best free agent that they've ever had. I mean, I, I need to see Jalen Brunson, you know, hit a shot like... You know, the, the magic that Allen Houston did against Miami before I, in a playoff series, in an elimination game, before I start thinking about Jalen Brown. Have a playing a full season first. We just got it. We just have to relax. Just relax and enjoy it and see where it goes. And maybe they do. Maybe they end up beating the Cleveland Cavaliers, getting to a series against one of the top three teams in the East. And that would be great. And I'd be fired up and I'd feel like, you know, maybe they have a shot, especially if they end up playing really well in that first round. I mean, that would just be it would be tremendous. But the the the, the hyperbole, the over the top Nick stuff right now, I just think is a little too much. Tommy's in Port Washington. What's going on, Tommy? Good morning, Gio. How are you? Great. What's happening, man? What do you got for us? All right, so real quick, look, first of all, I think that we need to put some more positivity into the universe. The collective pessimism will not do anybody any good. But here's what I'm going to say. Just like you can't hold these Knicks in the same regard as the Ewing Knicks, you know, you're bringing up the Randall team from 2020-2021. You had Alfred Payton in the starting lineup, Reggie Bullock, your bigs were Narlins, Noel, and Taj Gibson. Yep. This is a different team. This is a more talented team. Now, I'm not saying to go crazy, but I think that, we have a real shot, and I think that if you're not going to compare them to the 90s Knicks, I don't think you compare, it's fair to compare this team to the 2021 Knicks. I think this is a better team. Well, I mean, it's the same. It, it, it is a better team, but the reason why I bring it up is they're right around the same seating in the Eastern Conference that they were a couple years ago. Julius Randle was a huge part of that team. He's a huge part of this team, and you got the same coach. So, I mean, that's, that's why I'm comparing it. But they are much better. They are much I better agree. this year I than that team. But whether JB is the best uh, free agent signing, obviously, that's, that's hyperbole, but the dynamics have changed. The style of game has changed. Julius Randle's not bringing up the ball. He's not dominating the ball like he used to. Um, I think that Randle's putting everyone in a better position to succeed in the heart acquisition and with all his intangibles. I mean, you can't say enough about it. I know Reddish is doing well out in Atlanta, and I have my 13-year-old son saying I still love Cam Reddish, but for this team, he's exactly what we need. <laughs> so you guys were a Reddish truther family? Uh, my son was. My son thinks he knows more than I do, but you know, that's how it goes in my well, house. Well, yeah, right. that's what every kid says. Every kid thinks they know more than their dad when they hit like 12 or 13 years old. Every every single time. <laughs> so, like, that's the way it's going to be. I actually, I love, I was a Cam Reddish truther as well, Tommy. Like, I was, I was all about him getting more minutes, and I was really annoyed that Tom Thibodeau didn't put him out there more, but... I mean, I can't argue with his rotations. I can't argue with him, you know, paring it down to nine guys and the way that that has worked out, you know, since he started that rotation. It's been, it's been great. So, yeah, it, they're better than they were a couple of years ago. But at the time, you know, like we're tossing around this stuff now, like, oh, you know, Elf, Alfred Payton, he, he stunk. We hated Alfred Payton at the time. That was a good example. But you're saying like Nerlens Noel, you know, and, and, and Reggie Bullock and Alex Burks, like those guys, like, we when when we were talking about them a couple years ago, we loved every one of them except for Alfred Payton. Every one of them we loved. We're like we're getting Tom Thibodeau got the best out of all these guys, and it's a it's a collection of guys that aren't superstars, but they're working their ass off, and we loved them going into that series. So now we're looking back on it, going, "Oh, those guys stunk," but at the time we were not saying those guys stunk. So that's why you could go into this playoff series and be like, oh, my goodness, you know, Emmanuel Quickly's not ready. R.J. Barrett's missing a ton of shots. Mitchell Robinson in a playoff series isn't the same Mitchell Robinson we saw at the end of the regular season. We could be saying all of those things, too. I just need to see a little bit more. It's, it's, it's not like I'm not fired up for it. 
but I just feel like we're setting ourselves up again. And for the Knicks, any type of step forward is great. And this this feels like a huge step forward, but it's not a huge step forward yet. And and we're going to find out come the postseason if it is or not. Scoop in Brooklyn. What's up, Scoop? Hey, what's up, Gio? Good morning, man. I got a couple of a couple of bones to pick with you. First off, aren't you the same guy who got lost on the Staten Island Highway looking for a voodoo doll just so we could get Zion? <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I am the same guy. I got crystals, by the way, and it was um, it was not in Staten Island. It was in Port Jefferson. But yes, one hundred percent, I got crystals so we could get Zion Williamson. And clearly, I was wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, and listen, listen, of course we're setting ourselves up for, for a letdown, man. Of course the Knicks are going to crash and burn. But let me tell you something, now's not the time for that, man. We slapped up Boston so badly, their star quit. Yo, now's the time to be delusional. Now's the time to dream. Listen, man, you want to talk about crazy comparisons? Clyde Frazier compared them to the 1973 team, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But nonetheless, he did it. I heard him do it. Yes. So all, all I'm saying is this. I, I basically agree with you. I don't think this is a championship team. But listen, man, we Knicks fans, we get kicked around on a, on a yearly basis. Now's the time to dream. You should not bring us down. I want you to dream with us, bro. <laughs> Yeah, all right, Scoop. Great call. I love the line, now's the time to be delusional. I mean, that's the way I felt about the Jets and the Giants this past year. I was like, why not? I mean, with those teams playing so well and both of them are on track for the playoffs and obviously the Jets fell apart. But that, I felt I felt like that with them. But this this to me, it's just, I don't, when you have, when you've been so beaten down, you go one of two ways. There's a fork in the road when you've been beaten down. And Scoop even though he was kind of like on the fence a little bit more. But the, the previous caller, Tommy in Port Washington, he went down the pure positivity route because he's been beaten down so much, so he's getting a taste of something positive, and now he's just lapping it up. It's just big-ass spoonfuls of this just every single day. Give it to me. Feed it to me. I need an IV of Knicks basketball. And then there's those of us like me that are cautiously optimistic and don't feel like getting kicked in the face again. So I'm enjoying it, but I'm not saying I'm not comparing them to the championship teams of the 70s. I'm not comparing them to the 1990s, Knicks. You can't do that yet. I mean, it's just, it's, we are, it's the, what do they used to call that? The Trump derangement syndrome back in the day? Like, there's a Knicks derangement syndrome that goes on with the fan base. And I'm, I am right there with them most of the time. And I'm not telling you to go to the games and like be like, oh man, like this is going to fall apart, or turn on MSG and be like, oh man, this is going to fall apart. No, just let's keep it going. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. Keep doing it. And yeah, you beat up on the Celtics. That was great. There was no Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum ended up getting ejected in that game. Beating the Nets in the way that they did is awesome. I was laughing my ass off last night watching this because it was just, it's just great. To see where the Nets were and all the Net fans crowing and Durant and Irving came here and blah, blah, blah. We're taking over the town. And for that to be a, just a complete and utter dumpster fire disaster. And now the Knicks moving up the standings and not losing and Jalen Brunson. I mean, you think about you want to talk about the best free agent signing in Knicks history in one breath. How about the fact that that Jalen Brunson in a little over a half a season has had more of an impact on the New York Knicks positively than Durant, Irving, Harden, and Ben Simmons had in Brooklyn. And I, I will stand by that. And I understand that the Kevin Durant, you know, they've gone to the playoffs and, and this team has not showed themselves in the playoffs yet. But you can't tell me that out of all those guys, you know, who has been the one who has really, really provided some positivity and really feels like they have changed some things. Jalen Brunson has. Kevin Durant was supposed to. Kyrie Irving was supposed to, but it was a major failure. So, yeah, watching the Nets last night get slapped around was great. And I don't have as much, like, hatred for them now because they're just like a jersey and a team that's hanging around in New York. Like, that's really that's really what they are. I don't, I don't, I don't think about them anymore. I just I watched them get crushed last night, and I laughed. But I've got no ill will to any on anybody on that team at all. The only issues that I have are the Nets fans that just would not shut their mouths during the Durant Nerving tenure, thinking they were going to own the world. Those—that's the issue that I have. 
and the, and, the, and the slapping of the Nick fan around when it was totally undeserved. And, and now you look like idiots. So maybe you get back there. Maybe relevance in the next 10 years is possible. But good luck. Mickey in the Bronx. What's up, Mickey? Mickey! All right. Mike at Tom's River. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how you doing, Gio? What's happening, baby? What do you got, Mike? I got like this. What you said before is exactly what scares me. What you said that the Knicks play a harder defense than everybody else is the reason why they fell apart all the year when they were in the playoffs. Because nobody plays defense in the regular season. Tom Thibodeau is a nut, and he makes them play defense like crazy. So they overachieve in the regular season. Then they get to the playoffs, and when teams actually play, then it's like, oh, there's other teams playing, and we stink. So that's exactly what scares me as a Knicks fan. Like you said, I'm, there's no way I am falling for this team again. I don't believe in Tom Thibodeau. I'm going to wait till they at least win one round, and they have a lot, a lot to prove. Mitchell Robinson, you know he's going to get hurt. He doesn't play more than 10 games in a row anyway. You know, they, 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 they're the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. They're the Jets, the Mets, the Knicks. They're always going to screw up. Yeah. So there's always going to be something that happens. Right, right, absolutely. And if you just look, I mean, just look this past year, Mike, I mean, for crying out loud, the Jets were on the track for the playoffs, completely fell apart. The Mets had a 101 season, an opportunity to win the division, get swept by the Braves, go into the wild card round, get killed by the Padres two out of three. So, I mean, the Knicks right now have not had that negative moment yet, but you feel like it might happen. But getting into the playoffs and winning a round would be satisfactory. It would. I mean, even if they got swept in the second round, it would be satisfactory if they were able to do that. Now, as far as the, you know, playing defense, not playing defense, the, the Knicks did not lose that series to the Hawks because the Hawks played great defense. The reason the Hawks won that series was Trey Young was out of control, hitting every shot. Bogdanovich was great. They just hit a million. Herder was hitting threes. Everybody was hitting threes. And Julius Randle curled up and was just like done. Like, uh, that's what happened. He was horrendous. Couldn't carry the team anymore. And those guys were shooting the lights out. So it wasn't like the, the Atlanta Hawks all of a sudden had this, like, you know, they were smothering defense. But, I mean, my Lord, you know, that was just, that was the pure embarrassment. Joe in Manhattan. What's up, Joe? What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I just want to tell you that I think that these Knicks are actually on par, if not better, than the Knicks of the mid-90s. Come on. Come on. Really? All right, ex- ex- explain to me how. I'm willing to listen. Explain to me how. All right, so you look at these Knicks now with Brunson, mm-hmm. right? And back then you had either Ward or Charles. Yeah. Okay, Brunson outscores out, out the both of them, okay? You, okay. You look at Quentin Grimes. Yep. You look at, at Josh Hart. He he plays better than, than what's the guy, Ed? And uh, Spreewell, then uh, Spreewell did. Well, well you're right. talking about Spreewell was late Randall. 90s Knicks, though. Spreewell was, you know, the, the team that ended up going to the finals in 99 against the Spurs. That was Spreewell. I mean, we're talking about, like, 94. You know, Patrick Ewing wasn't even in. Mean, he was hurt during that, that run there in 99. But, like, we're talking about the 1994 team that won the Eastern Conference finals and then even lost to the... That team. What's that? Even if you look at that team with John Starks. Look, Starks was, was a streaky player. But if you look at Grimes and Josh Hart, I think that they could outplay John Starks. <laughs> now, um, in terms of defense, I'm not going to say that they're better. But in terms of offense, you look at Randall, he he would outscore Johnson. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, all these guys' offense, though, you got you got to stop. Hold on. you got First of all, you got to stop with the outscoring. Everybody outscores everybody now than they did in the 90s. The games don't even look the same. I mean, a basketball game in the mid-90s was like... You know, 96 to 88. And then the Knicks scored 140 goddamn points last night. It's not the same game. So outscoring, whatever. We're talking about a team. And you had a legit top 50 NBA player and a Hall of Famer in Patrick Ewing leading that team. And all those guys were so tough. I mean, we're talking about Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley. John Starks, when he was on, was great. Obviously, he choked in one of the biggest moments in Knicks history. But, I mean, that team, you can't, you can't go player to player and be like, 
you know, Josh Hart is better than this guy or like Quentin Grimes was. Quentin Grimes is not even like a, I mean, he's a part of this team. He's an important part of this team. But I mean, like, you can't tell me that the 90s Knicks aren't as good as this team. And the first thing that comes out of your mouth, the second thing that comes out of your mouth is Quentin Grimes. It's not the way it works. I mean, you think that this Knicks team is better than your memory is shot then. I mean, they've played really well, but there weren't in, you know, in the 90s, there was one team that was always better than them in the Bulls. And then obviously they had their issues with the Pacers and Reggie Miller as well. But you did, the gap wasn't that large. You felt like they were right there with those teams. I mean, epic series against those teams. Right now, if this Knicks team goes up against the Milwaukee Bucks, or they go up against the Sixers, or they go up against the Celtics, they're in a playoff series, they're probably going to get smacked around. That 90s Knicks team, they never got smacked around. Ever. So th- this is exactly what I'm talking about. Clyde Frazier saying this is like 1973. Joe in Manhattan saying that they're, they're better than the 90s Knicks. You guys are just, you, you, you forget. You just completely forget what it was like. And I don't blame you because we've gone through hell. Some of the worst teams you've ever seen. You know, guys like Mike Sweetney and Jerome James and just horrible. You know, the Marbury years. It's just it's, uh, the pits. But we're here now and you got to take it for what it is, which is it's fun. It's, it's winning basketball. It gives you something to watch at night. This is not Patrick Ewing's Knicks. Quickly, Mark and Palisades. What's going on, Mark? Jerry, how you doing, bud? Great. What do you got for us? So uh, we got six VIP tickets. My wife got them. Uh, <laughs> oh, big wow. Fans. Big fans. Listen every day. My wife, not so much. So now she's listening today. I got her watching it. And uh, what we got, no boomer. Jerry leaves. She's yeah. probably like, you're talking Knicks. You're born hell. <laughs> I mean, you need to pick it up a little bit. But I tell her, I'm like, oh, they're talking about pooping in a box and all this other stuff. It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, yeah, well, right. Of we'll yeah, of course. I mean, it's a little bit harder to talk about pooping in a box when no one else is here. You know, and I was I like, it was one of those things where I knew if I started off the hour with pooping in a box that Spike Eskin would come in here and be like, listen, what are you doing? He's uh, like, you're, you're by yourself and you're giving me pooping in a box. Trust me, you know what this show know, is. It's a, it's a balance between the sports and everything else. You're going to have a great time. I'm so happy that you got the VIP yeah, tickets. I can't wait. And, can't um, wait. say hi to Mar- Margaret and Pearl River and Louie Ups. All right. All right. See you there, man. Make sure you come up and say hi. We'll take a picture afterwards, and uh, we appreciate you listen, listening every day. VIP tickets, obviously, to Boomer and Geo Live on Friday, April 7th. That's what we're talking about. And uh, you've got another opportunity to get those VIP tickets tomorrow at 8 a.m. And then you also have the general admission tickets as well that you can get. So tomorrow at 8 a.m. will give you another opportunity for the VIP tickets and the general admission tickets WFAN.com slash live. They go quick. The fact that Mark there got six of them like that is is insane. And by the way, tell your wife who's not into the show or that we're not going to sit up there and talk about Patrick Ewing on this WFAN Boomer and Geo live situation. It's going to be pure entertainment from start to finish. It's not we're not sitting up there and doing sports talk. And we're going to actually bring a colo guard box for Al. Yes, right. And, and he's he's, he's going to poop in He's going to poop in it and we're going to mail stage, it. Yeah. yeah, we're going to mail it. We're going to have a UPS guy right there to take it right off the stage and we'll get that poop tested for Al to see how his colon's doing. But yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be great. So, it's and the idea was really cuz when we do these remotes and everybody shows up, you have to serve two audiences. You've got the people that are there, and when you play to the crowd, the crowd loves it. But then those who are listening on the radio, they like that sucks for them because we're playing to the crowd. Then when we do a radio segment like I just did here, like a sports talk segment, the people in the crowd are bummed out, but the people on the radio like it. So why not eliminate that and just play to the people in the room? So that's what we're going to do, and it's um, I, I think it's going to be a tremendous success. I think so. Just me personally. We sold out in two minutes, and Dan and Carteret didn't even get a ticket. That's how quick it sold out. Wow. And I don't think he's going to get a ticket come tomorrow either. With his, with a his, shot. With his, with his fat sausage fingers. His Vienna sausage fingers that he's got. He can't, can't do it quick enough. Spike's rooting against him, too. Spike doesn't want him to get a ticket. 
rooting against them. There seems to be a bit of a growing rift there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's growing. Day by day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS Sports Network, Boars at Casa de Campo. Jerry is on his way to Newark Airport. Chris Lepresti is here with me with another update and moment of the day. What is happening there, CeeLo? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. So pregame last night or earlier in the evening, Tom Thibodeau unprompted. As Gia was just discussing last hour, we discussed earlier on in the show, brought up the late 90s Knicks as it pertains to his current team as far as their work ethic and leadership go. Well, they then went out and had their way with the Nets, especially in quarter number one. Shot clock turned off. Josh Hart drives down the lane, running layup, bounce it in. Final seconds, Dinwiddie from half court to the count of the goes, off the mark, and the Knicks explode out of the gate. 47 points. That's Mike Breen wrapping it up on MSG as they went to the first quarter break. The Knicks threw up another 34 points in the second quarter. It was 81-58 at the half on their way to an easy 142-118 victory. So they're now 2-for-2 against the Nets uh, post-KD and Kyrie trades. Jalen Brunson, 30 of his 39 points in the first half. And uh, rocking the Patrick Kane Rangers jersey before and after. Uh, Julius Randle really wanted no part of that conversation post-game as uh, Brunson talked about how he had admired Kane from afar and his time living in Chicago when they were winning all the Stanley Cups. So you've got the Garden vibes going right now for both teams. Seven in a row for the Knicks. Here was Brunson on why things have clicked. By playing together, playing off each other, you know, like I said, we have a lot of confident guys on this team, so uh, you know, when it hits the ball, we know we trust that they're going to make the right play. Brunson on MSG afterwards from head coach Tom Thibodeau. He admitted this was just one of those nights where, no matter what, they didn't seem to miss. You know, we've been on that side of it, too, where you know the teams get hot. Sometimes you, they challenge well, and you, and you got but you have good rhythm. And if you have good rhythm, you make. They made quite a bit. Ended up with season highs in points and threes. Twenty of them on thirty-five attempts. All five starters in double figures, plus another fifteen off the bench from Emmanuel. Quickly on the other side of things, you got Jacques Vaughn's team is obviously struggling to give up one hundred forty-two points uh, to your crosstown uh, team. That hurts. 
and it should hurt. They have lost four in a row, six out of eight. They will play the Celtics tomorrow night. The Knicks will be in Miami uh, on Friday. And as far as the Celtics go, just as the next, the Nets' next opponent, I should say, they beat the Cavs Wednesday, one seventeen, one thirteen. Battle between Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell as Tatum went for 41, 11 rebounds and eight assists. Mitchell led all scores in that game with forty-four. You also had Kevin Durant's son's debut for Phoenix last night, twenty-three points across twenty-seven minutes, and his new teammate Devin Booker had thirty-seven as the Suns beat the Hornets one hundred five ninety-one. Mention the excitement surrounding the Rangers. Well, they had to play last night in advance of the Patrick Kane debut, and they played two men short again, eleven forwards, five defensemen, but still found their way past the Flyers. Parasenko moves in. Parasenko shoots and scores. It's a winner for Vladimir Tarasenko. Rangers win it. Sam Rosen on MSG. Vlad Tarasenko had assists on goals for Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider and then scored the game winner there in OT. His first multi-point game since coming over in the trade from St. Louis. And now we get set for Kane's Rangers debut tonight at home against Ottawa. Here was Jacob Truba ready for his team to get everyone on track. So the Garden will be pretty excited. So uh, looking forward to getting him and mixed in with the team and finally beating him and getting things underway. I feel like uh, the last couple of weeks have been a little bit of a whirlwind with parts moving and all that kind of stuff, but it'll be nice to settle in and have our team and move forward. As for the Devils, they continue to play winning hockey as we get our guy Matt Lachlan involved here on the show today. Grace with it along the goal line, skates behind the net, floats one through the greets, and they score! Dawson Mercer takes the pass from Ryan Graves, and the Devils lead 6-4. to four. At Lachlan, Devils Hockey You want to avoid them in the first round, right? Well, ideally, but it looks like that's very real possibility of that not happening. No, I, know. I mean, listen, from, a, from an, a, an excitement standpoint around these parts, it would be great. Because both teams are having strong seasons. Both teams are loaded with talent. Obviously, the rivalry. But yeah, from a Rangers standpoint, I mean, it's no... It's no easy series in round one. I mean, none of them really would be, but you certainly don't want the young up-and-coming devils to take you down when you've kind of gone all in here on finding a way. I mean, that would be as bad as it, it gets. It would be rough. Well, would... I mean, I, I have seen them lose a, an overtime series decided to the devils in 2012 mm-hmm. and sent the devils to the Stanley Cup final, Adam Henrique. So, yeah. Was that what it, No, that was... What was the Jaguar year where the Devils played the Ducks? You remember that? Yeah, that was I want to say two thousand three. Yeah, that was a, that that, a while I, ago that was now. the one Stanley Cup final I went yeah. to was the Jiggy Jaguar year. Yes, Jaguar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Rangers had their not had their way, but at the best of the Devils in the nineties, of course, ninety four, ninety seven, both both times Eastern Conference final. But since then, playoff wise, it's been a lot of Devils over the Rangers. So. Right now, as it sets up, it would be them in the first round, but the Devils are also flirting with first place here in the division, which could change things. So we've got, what, five, six weeks to go. The good thing is, you know, both teams, for the most part, have been playing well. And for the Devils last night, an eventual 7-5 win over the Avalanche. You heard the Dawson Mercer goal there. He's got goals in seven consecutive games, which is a new team record. And New Jersey up to 40-15-5, as I mentioned, just one point out of first place as the Hurricanes lost to Vegas last night, 3-2. to Joe Shane on NFL Network from the Scouting Combine this morning, furthering the Daniel Jones conversation. Delayed start to negotiations as Jones, of course, went through his agency chain. He asked me to, to give him a little bit of time after our exit interviews at the end of the season. So, you know, I kind of gave him his space. And then once he, you know, he decided to part ways with his previous uh, agency, uh, things ramped up pretty quick with his, his new group. Which has led to a very active week out in Indianapolis. We've had productive talks throughout this week. You know, we met Monday, Tuesday. We met yesterday with them. And we'll, we'll continue to, to talk and see if we can get something done before Tuesday. That is the deadline for the franchise tag. Shane recognizes the clock is ticking now. You're starting to feel the time crunch a little bit. I wish we were a little bit closer on a deal uh, than what we are right now. But again, there's there's still time. Uh, we're going to circle back up again today at some point and, and meet with his representatives. And again, Daniel played well this year. We'd like to have him back. So they've been busy this week. They've been getting after it. And uh, throughout the process, Shane, Shane has tried to make sure they keep personal and professional separate. This is his first time going through free agency. And I just tell him like, you got there's a business side to this too that you haven't been exposed to. So just understand like it's going to get worse before it gets better and we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to bridge the gap and it doesn't change the way we feel about you so take out any type of personal or emotional and let's figure out a deal that works for both sides. yeah i mean this is another one of those things sort of like the patrick kane trade where you knew it was going to happen you just didn't know exactly when yeah. and all the details i mean there's there's just no way 
that he's not playing for this team next year. And I, I do think they'll come to a long-term deal. But if they don't, then it'll end up being the franchise tag, and that'll be fine. It'll stink for him, but it'll be fine for the Giants, and then they'll have to figure it out after that. But, I mean, it's just this to me, like we have no idea what the hell's going to happen with the Jets. I really have no clue how that's going to end, but clearly Daniel Jones is going to be back. It's just, this is just, we're just wasting time with that. And Shane know? essentially said as much the other day. It was just a matter of, like you said, from a financial standpoint, what's it going to be? And if it's the franchise tag, it impacts what they can do around him here as they head towards free agency. Yeah, I mean, and that's the big part of it because that's all guaranteed and they want to add to the team and that, that, that's going to be what they don't want. If, if he had, both sides do not want the franchise tag. So that's why I think there's motivation there to get the long-term deal done. Yep. Spring training baseball today, Mets in Port St. Lucie against the Braves. You get a number of regulars in the lineup, including a two through six in McNeil, Lindor, Alonzo, Escobar, and Canna, Cookie Carrasco on the mound. The Yankees are in Bradenton against the Pirates. Maybe we won't get this in the 2023 regular season, save for a bunch of injuries, but maybe down the road somewhere. You've got Oswaldo Cabrera at third, Oswald Peraza at short, and Anthony Volpe at second. So if you're into the Yankee prospects and the youngsters, you can take a look at that game today. Volpe will lead off, followed by Cabrera. Um, I'm kind of out of time, so I guess we'll do moment of the day. Sure. I mean, if you want to add one more thing, it's fine. It's okay. Would you like Aaron Judge talking his yeah. favorite TV show, or would you like oh. Taylor Lewan explaining why the Titans dumped his stuff in garbage bags? I was going to say no to the Aaron Judge thing. It's usually boring, but now I kind of want to hear what his favorite TV show is. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure which game this was from, but this was an ESPN broadcast where they interviewed him mid-game, and they referenced the answer he gave when asked to name his favorite TV show, and he said Looney Tunes. Yeah, you know what? I felt like I was on Jeopardy or something. They keep catching me off guard with these questions they bring. You know? They're simple, easy questions, but in the moment, you know, I need, a, I, need I think I need the pitch clock, you know, so I can speed up a little bit. All right, so low-hanging fruit with the pitch clock joke. He got into how he loved watching Saturday cartoons as a kid. Looney Tunes the whole bit. So then the quick follow-up from the uh, broadcast team was, all right, what was your favorite character? You know, Bugs Bunny, you know. Daffy Duck kind of pissed me off every now and then. <laughs> what, what did Daffy do to you? Uh, he was always messing with bugs. Man. He you was always messing with bugs. I'm with you. Wouldn't have uh, pegged Aaron Judge as a Looney Tunes guy, maybe from his childhood. But well, it has to. Maybe well, from his if he's still watching. Did I say it, maybe? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would hope so. I guess I meant maybe from the standpoint of he's answering through the lens of his childhood. Yeah. Right. I want to know what his, his favorite TV show is now. Right. That's what well, I want. All the options that are out there. Yeah. And give me a little insight into what he's right. what he's doing. So they put him on the spot, and instead of choosing his current, he just went back to launch back. It's probably to like someone like This Is Us or something, you know? Like yeah, that's over now, though. Yeah, but he just some like very ordinary network TV show. Sitting down with the wife. Yeah, yeah. Like oh man, I really love those Mike and Molly reruns. <laughs> you know, something like that is just super boring and not interesting at all. Yeah, that's that's exactly where well, he at least would he go. Said pissed off into an open mic. That's, I know. That's a right. That's a step in the right direction for Judge as far as being a little bit more edgy, but not so much. All right, moment of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Money! Goes without saying, those of us who work these early hours rely heavily on caffeine at times. Probably not to this extent, though. By the way, uh, here's the audio from your guy, Matthew Mayer, the Illinois guard. Mm. You were talking with the Meyer. caffeine issue. Meyer. Sorry, okay. It was a 50-50 shot, yeah. and yeah. I lost. Uh, here was, in his own words, what went on with uh, the caffeine situation. I've actually been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I literally had uh, six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I like a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games in. All right. Tough life for these college athletes after the game. <laughs> this, I just <laughs> imagine this is the type of doofus that Sabrina's going to bring home at some point when she's 18 years old. But I just picture... Uh, uh, hey, Mr. G. Uh, uh, caffeine poisoning. Uh, uh. God. You'll have to deal with that. Not I'm once, but twice. I'm scared to death over that whole thing. I mean, you have boys. I, am, I, I can't. I am just scared to death. And I know that there's some dads who are very lucky and, you know, their, their daughters will end up with maybe a boyfriend in high school that they really like, was really motivated and it ends sure, up it working happens. out. Yep. But a lot of the time it does not. And, and Sabrina's personality at this point, she is a pure maniac. So she can, I, she without a doubt is going to attract probably not that person that I'm hoping for. Maybe not though, right? Cause opposites attract. So if she's a maniac, maybe you'll get a nice, calm, polite, well-behaved, respectful. Yeah, what are the percentage? Gee, look, think about yourself and all your high school friends. 
What was the main goal at that age? Yeah, yeah I know. Well, that's the reason. Yeah, nobody's right. I mean, this is I'm so fearful of this. But this, instead of like enjoying her at five years old, I'm already ruining that. Thinking about what she's going to be like as a teenager and bringing home these idiots. Yeah, but, see, that's no good. Yeah, I got to stop. That. I mean, it's you, you can't. There's nothing you can do to avoid that. So I might as well cherish these years as much as you yeah, can. Exactly. Yeah. Because Jerry says the whole point of life is to die, so don't think about that. <laughs> right. It is true. We do. My wife and I try to remind ourselves of that as uh, our boys are also maniacs and lunatics. And we're like, well, I, you know, the other way around with the girls, everything's usually nice and calm at this stage. And then you pay for it down the road. So we're hoping it'll be the reverse for us. But it sounds like you're maybe getting it on both ends. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Feel that's what's going on. Yeah. Oh, man. She yelled, Sabrina yelled at my mother-in-law the other day because she, so she's combing her hair like crazy, right? My mother-in-law just gets trucked by Sabrina. Just like those not... Your daughter's combing your mother-in-law's hair. Yes. Rough, rough. Like, like, yeah, and okay. then putting bows in her hair All and right. stuff. And like, and it calls her nana. So she's like, and then she's just finally, she's, finally she had enough. This was going on like for a half an hour. She's covered in bows and ripping her hair out. And so I'm just she's like, a good sport. Right, she's a good sport. So finally she's like... <laughs> She's like, I've had enough. So she stands up. She's like, Sabrina, stop it. And Sabrina goes, Nana, do you want to be old or do you want to be fancy? <laughs> and they points do. in her face. I'm like, what are you? Yeah, they come up with these things and you want, like, where did, where would you even figure out how to come up <laughs> with that? Do you want to be old or do you want to be fancy? <laughs> like, yeah, not young. Fancy. Right, right. <laughs> She knew young was not an option, but we could at least fancy you up a little bit. Uh, what was the response? She's like, what? Do I want to be what? That's not nice. Come oh, on. Man. Uh, all right, CeeLo, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sounds good. All right, coming up next, Boomer versus Evan Roberts on social media. And you know what this is about if you saw the video yesterday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer's down in the Dominican Republic, but he's still keeping up with what's going on here at the radio station as Evan Roberts posted a video yesterday of him shooting a free throw. But you know, really what the story was was him walking to the camera looking the way he did because he is, well, let's just say he's the biggest I've ever seen him. Now, I, I don't want people to go back, back, back. I mean, I'm not hitting that, but... See, Boomer does this to me all the time, and I feel bad, and the fat-shaming stuff, and I'm actually in a good groove here, and I've lost a bunch of weight, and, like, now it's... For me, now I'm, like, the judgy guy, but I don't I don't want to do that with Evan because maybe he doesn't care. Right now, at this point in his life, he doesn't care. And he's just, like, and he's eating all this stuff that Craig brings in. They're having ice cream every day, and he's got the father-in-law as a chef in the house fat, making him, you know, huevos rancheros, you know, six times a week. It's just... It's a tough spot, and I and I understand, and he's gotten a little bit out of control with it, and clearly it, maybe this is his low moment, this is his low point. But Boomer actually did not make a comment on Twitter about Evan's weight. He made a comment about his free throw shooting, 
and he did the Boomer Loves It emoji. So he did like the exploding head emoji and said, you know, oof and narp and everything else. So then Evan challenges Boomer to a free throw shooting contest, which to me is stupid on his part, but he's he's confident. So Boomer goes, oofah, blow up head emoji, hashtag NARP, which has just got all of the Boomer things on Twitter, like, you know, hashtags and emojis and whatever. So then it says, uh, free throw competition. This is Evan's response. Free throw competition. This NARP will take your much more athletic ass down, which also sounds very much like Evan. These guys are really on brand, the two of these guys. So... Uh, do you think Boomer would want to participate in this? I, I, he's probably going to be like, I don't have time for this, man. Yeah, he will not participate. Yeah, like, I'm not taking a bait on this. I don't want any part of this. And here's a video on CBS Sports Network of Evan shooting the free throw. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's he, he really, I, I'm not the most athletic guy. He is so much less athletic than, than I am. Apparently, he plays pickleball, too, which I played again last night. But I'd like to see him out there on that pickleball court. But Boomer doesn't need to prove anything to Evan Roberts. You know, and I don't even know, like, I, the video got a bunch of views, but did it get a bunch of views because everybody, like, wanted to see, because they were talking about how bad he looked. And Tommy Lugauer yesterday was just murdering him in this video. Just murdering him. It's like, yeah, you're fat as hell, man. It's disgusting. Look at you. Fat, fat, fat. You pig. It was like, whoa. It's like, that's just not, that's not nice. Come on. And then C-Mac was, you know, he was like, yeah, you're fat, Evan. And said, uh, Tommy's like, you're fat, Evan. And C-Mac's come on, come on, stop. He's not fat. He's a little bit overweight, but he's not fat. But yeah, it was a tough one for Evan. When I work with him, you know, it was a long time ago, and I fluctuate. I'm up and down. I've been 178 pounds. I've been 253 pounds. But Evan was not a fluctuator. He was always the same weight for a very long time. He lost a bunch of weight when he was working out with that uh, Stephen Howard Beach and then he used to eat so healthy when I was working with him and Joe. Joe would have the same freaking thing. He'd have this blueberry muffin in the coffee every single day. And then Evan would have egg whites and stuff. And he was thin. But now, not so much. And like the, we got a, one thing that I think that we have to stop doing with sports talk stuff. And we don't do this. It's like the, when we decide to be athletic and film these things, like Al is going to shoot these threes. And that, that'll be, that'll be funny because Al is, but like, if Boomer's shooting free throws against Evan, I mean, is that funny? I don't know. And then you see a lot of these sports talk shows because it's combine time. There's nothing else to talk about. Everybody does the combine. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, I mean, we probably did that too at some point. But it's like, it's just, it's like this fallback thing that is, has gotten into sports talk. Well, for Boomer, if Boomer ch- goes up against Evan and Boomer loses, that's a win for Evan. If Boomer beats Evan, that's no big deal. Yeah. Like, it's nothing on Evan if he loses to Boomer. Nothing to lose, exactly. It's like when you have these rivalries, like the in-state, like this will be a good example for Eddie. Like, Penn State didn't want to renew the rivalry with Pitt because if they lost, it would be a disaster for them. But if Pitt won and beat Penn State, it would be a huge deal. But if Penn State just beat Pitt, it was just taking care of business. So they never want to renew that rivalry, and finally they did. Same situation with Evan and Boomer. If Boomer loses to Evan, that's a disgrace. He's never going to hear the end of it. But if Boomer wins, she's like, okay, yeah, Boomer won. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you, and you wanna, you wanna get a hold of Evan and talk to him about his diet and stuff. I heard you say yes. I would like to just have him eliminate certain items from his diet ingredient list. Yeah, and I like I, which which I have done, but you've never you my fattest. You never offered that for me. But you're offering it for him, which I find interesting. You know what? I think the thing is when you see people every day, you never like when Jerry talks about being heavy. I don't look at Jerry and think he's heavy. But maybe if I didn't see him every day, like I don't see Evan every day. And then you see the video. I think (laughs) I think a very thin Evan. Yeah, it's true. There was pictures of me and Jerry from Atlanta, that Atlanta Super Bowl, where both of us I, I had not noticed Jerry being heavy. But then when I saw that those pictures from Atlanta, I was like, wow. We were both thin, really thin. But, yeah, I mean, it, when he walks to the camera there, it's, it's, it's borderline shocking. And I don't, I don't want to be mean. I just because I know him as a thin guy. So, I mean, the, he, the Craig influence on him with not just the talk show stuff, 
but now like the eating stuff. Fat, fat, fat. Like I mean, <laughs> like you went into the Craig Carton cocoon and came out fatter and more vulgar. <laughs> that Craig Carton cocoon is catered. <laughs> Seriously. You know, instead of coming out as a butterfly, he came out this more awkward, vulgar, fat guy. What? This is not the transformation I was looking for. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.